week two of the USL season is in the books. What a week we had. Tulsa, big win against Rio Grande Valley Toros. We'll review that match and also preview this big matchup with Sacramento Republic. I have USL show, Indomitable City, writer, contributor, Josh Beeman. He is going to come on and talk about Sacramento Republic. And folks, it's going to be a big, big matchup. Get ready for it. Also at MLS, NASL, EPL, Czech Republic League. Okay, we're not going to talk Czech Republic so much, but it happened all this weekend. Big weekend coming up. We'll talk about it. But first, you know what the drill is, folks. You got to get inside. You got to get away from the windows. That's really important. You got to get away from the windows. Into your home, into your closet, sit apart of the home, pillows, blankets. Folks, it's another time for the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. It's your old it's your old pal here, Roger Graham, taking you through another week of soccer action. Wow, what a week. Uh, if you were in Tulsa this weekend watching, I'm sure you're, you're just now drying out, but it was a fun weekend. Before we get into all that, we'd like to special thanks to the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm. That's how you can listen to this podcast, subscribe, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. That's how you get to listen to this show. And also, I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Beer Garden Wine and Spirits here in Jinx, Oklahoma, your craft beer destination with over 550 beers in stock. Named Best Beer Store in Oklahoma by mensjournal.com in 2016. Follow, follow Beer Garden on Untapped. Be the first to know. New beers are added. That's how you know. Get on Untapped and follow them. Beer Garden also select also also carries a full selection of wines and spirits to cover all your beverage needs. It's a Beer Garden wine and spirits here in Jinx, Oklahoma. Big week of USL action. Uh, I was able to set press side. That's right, big time. <laughs> anyway, I uh, got to watch the uh, Tulsa and Rio Grande Valley match and uh, made some. Uh, comments and a few notes from my uh, from watching it on Saturday so we'll jump right into that to get the review of that match it was a one nil win by Tulsa and like I said if you were at the game you're probably just now drying out because about halftime it came a deluge out at one oak field so I'll go to those notes uh, right now and also we'll have uh, Brian Byers to come on man of the match to give his comments and give his thoughts on the match. All right, folks, the game is final here at One Oak Stadium. Score 1-0 to the Tulsa Roughnecks with a big victory, and I think a lot of people would say would be a surprise victory for the match. Uh, the difference is the goal by Joey Calistri in the 31st minute. Uh, it looked like the ball was kind of deflected around some defenders. Maybe Fontessin got a foot on it. And Kalistri finishes right in front of the net. Nice opportunity for Kalistri. A uh, really interesting match. I thought in the first half, Rio Grande Valley uh, really was putting the pressure on with the long ball. Had some opportunities, uh, push, pushing the ball up to Escalante. Uh, Garcia, Kyle Murphy is causing some problems. And Luna were trying to get back behind the defenders. Uh, in the previous matches, RGV really tried to run the ball through Charlie Ward and 
and try to do some 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 things through that way. We wasn't to it tonight, and and then we also were fortuitous and had some rain come in about right around the halftime mark to really limit RGV's opportunity and, and chances with the long ball. So, like I said, fortuitous with the roughnecks to, to have a little bit of rain, a little bit of field conditions go for their for them. But And then Tulsa went on to hold on for the victory, 1-0. I uh, just don't have the stats in front of me, but just uh, from unofficially here, we had eight shots on goal for Rio Grande Valley and only two for Tulsa. The two shots on goal came in the first half. You know, um, again, he needs one, I guess, to go in for you, and, and that was the difference in the match. Uh, 14 total shots for Tulsa, 15 for RGV. We'll have the possession stats once the USL uploads those, but for right now we have those stats for right now. Really, uh, you know, like I said, uh, it was a pretty defensive-minded game. Uh, and Tulsa went into defensive mode in the second half. Had some opportunities in the box. There was a play where Moj Dama had uh, a cross, and it looked like, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Kafa, Juan Pablo Kafa on the opposite end of it, but it wasn't to it. Ball was cleared out by Luna. You know, and, of course, those don't count as shots and goals, but there were some dangerous opportunities for Tulsa, or Tulsa had in the second half, but – they don't show up on the scoreboard. They don't show up on the stats because they're not shots, shots on goal. And I believe RGV only had two in the second half. So there wasn't much wasn't much offense going on. Really big rainstorm hit right at halftime. Continue on throughout the game. I was fortunate to be dry in the confines of the press box. Thank you, Roughnecks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a – Really kind of a, this, this first time we've had a rain game, I believe, here at, at One Oak Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. So to see that and to, and to see some good fortunes go Tulsa's way. Uh, but right now, if you're a Tulsa Roughneck fan, you've got to be excited. Six points for two matches. Two teams coming in from the season before that were top three finishers. So these aren't slouches. These are really good teams coming into One Oak. And it doesn't get any easier. Next week, Sacramento Republic comes to town with Sammy Ochoa in tow. So this will be another match, another good another good test for the Roughnecks who have started the season 2-0 and 0. In Rio Grande Valley, you know, they're they're going to have to regroup. No points through two matches, one home, the other away. So it'll be a uh, interesting week, I'm sure in Edinburgh. Again, final score, 1-0, Tulsa Roughnecks. And we'll go on to next week to host the Sacramento Republic. Hey, folks, I have a special guest right now, Brian Byers, goalkeeper, rest about man of the match. How how'd it go tonight with this crazy rainstorm? Oh, no, it was good. You know, first half it kind of started to sprinkle at the end, and then second half it starts raining, and you'll kind of have to – Changed a little, few things, but not much. But you know, it's good though. Yeah. Do you think that the rain helped you guys out? Or just they were playing the long ball, then all of a sudden that big rainstorm happened, and you didn't really see a lot of that in the second half, did you? No, they, you know they were playing the big ball, and you know when it's raining and you play the big ball, it's kind of hard to get to, get on the end of it. Okay. So uh, you know they have to change as well, and you know we just defensively were solid tonight. So. Did you have to change anything just from your mental preparation, everything? 
when the rain came. Were you expecting the rain tonight, or did it just kind of surprise you a little bit? Uh, you know, coming from Oklahoma, it can always <laughs> rain in this, in this place. So, uh, you know, I kind of thought it might rain, so mentally you kind of prepare yourself. But, you know, start the game, it doesn't rain. Halftime, it's raining. You kind of have to change a little bit. You kind of have to be switched on and kind of be ready to go. Right. Was, were there any particular players that you were paying attention to in the box that you had to kind of mentally know where they were at, or do you just kind of follow the ball and kind of know what's going on from there? Uh, you know, you kind of have to always know where their forwards are, sure. um, even and at the same time being uh, being aware of where the ball is. So it's kind of seeing out of the back of my head sometimes, you know, but my defenders in front of me help with that. So it's always good having them. It's, it's make sure to communicate and make That's sure everybody right. knows where everybody's at, right? Yeah, you know, communication we're really good at. You know, we didn't know each other at first. Now we're all on the same page. So our communication's really well. They understand what I'm saying. I know what they're saying, so we're all on the same page. Perfect. Wow, that's a good shutout tonight. Next week, got Sacramento, so I know it doesn't get easier for you. So no. I'll cut you loose, man. Uh, congratulations once again. Thank you, Thank you very all much. Right. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, folks, we'll go ahead and walk through a little bit of the USL action for the week one. We had a couple of midweek matches, and then we had a, a whole bunch this weekend and, and some that are ongoing currently here on Sunday. But Swope Park Rangers, uh, another team, six points through the season, two matches uh, with a 1-0 win over Portland Timbers 2. Sorry, Lori, your uh, streak ended there. We did have – you did have a good run in CONCACAF of picking Mexico, and I believe you picked the draw between Honduras and um, Costa Rica, but USL, nah, that's where the streak ended. Swope Park Rangers, 1-0 win over T2. And then also we had the United States with the 1-1 draw against Panama. Uh, you know, it's kind of the same old story. It seems the United States has a hard time winning these away matches in CONCACAF, although we've had success in Panama in the past, but it was not to be had this time. Um, I thought some a bad performance by our midfielders. It looked like Bradley went missing again, and and Jermaine Jones. Uh, it just seems like he's a step behind now, and I don't know what happened. Maybe it's just age. I, I don't know. But uh, Panama, I didn't particularly think they were just a phenomenal team, but for whatever reason, it it was tough for us to get a get a result on the road. Um, Pulisic had a nice game, I thought. There, t- uh, you know, I don't want to be a person who complains about refereeing, but I thought that the refs let a little bit let a little more go than they should have because they were pulling on Pulsich. They were, all our forwards were getting grabbed, getting knocked down, getting tackled, getting hit from behind. And I think some of that was, should have been, should have been some yellow cards tossed out to Panama. But either way, you got to fight through it. doesn't matter what the refs are calling or not calling. You got to, you're a better side. You should win that match 3-0, no big deal. I don't care where it's played. But it wasn't to be, and you know, that it is what it is. So United States, you know, not in a terrible position, you know, right now standings-wise. Uh, I think right now currently in fourth place in the CONCACAF standings. But, you know, uh, should be, you know, should be better. Uh, should should have a better standings right now. Um, but, you know, at least you're not in sixth place now. <laughs> at least we have points on the board, right? So right now, just to give a more detailed standings right now, first place is Mexico with 10 points. One win, I'm sorry, three wins, a draw. Costa Rica with seven. Panama with five. USA with four. Also with four is Honduras, but United States has a goal differential over them. 
with a plus one. Honduras has a minus five, thanks to the United States, and Trinidad with a three points. So the next match, next slate of matches is in, uh, I believe, in October. Will be the next match, match days, I guess. And the United States will host Trinidad in this next slate. And then we'll also be, oh, let's see, on the road. Is that right? Yes, at at Azteca for the next match day, next two match days. So that will be a fun one, no doubt. So that is your CONCACAF update. And then we'll go right back into the USL. I kind of went around there. I went USL, then I started there, and then now with CONCACAF. Now I'm back to USL. We're coming back. So Orlando City with uh, losing at home to Louisville. We're losing to Louisville at home, 3-1 on Thursday. And then Saturday we had uh, Bethlehem Steel, two Rhinos, Rochester Rhinos, their first match of the year. Both teams, I believe. Rhinos with a three, two to three win over Bethlehem Steel. Uh, Charlie Davies played in that match, by the way, for Bethlehem Steel. Red Bull New York won, Rochester zero. So Red Bull New York bouncing back from that midweek or that last week where they drew with the River Hounds. And then speaking of River Hounds, uh, fall at home, nil to, nil to one, one nil. I don't know how you say that. Is it nil one? If you play, say the first, anyway, whatever. Uh, Cincinnati over them, one nil in Pittsburgh. Uh, Salt Lake City, Monarchs, still on their winning ways. Phoenix, still on their losing ways with a 2-0 win at home in Rio Tinto for the Monarchs, who've, uh, you know, they, they lost their coach to the, the mothership, so to speak. Uh, Mike Pecky left and was now with the regular uh, Salt Lake City, Real Salt Lake City. So, yeah, we had a little bit of a coaching change, but doesn't seem to bother them. They keep on winning. Uh, the Charlotte Independents with their opening match, uh, or opening match for the season is a defeat at home to Charleston Battery 2 0 there. A Tampa Bay Rowdies, big score on the day 4 0 to Toronto FC2. Switchbacks, Oklahoma City Energy, 1 1 draw. That's right, Oklahoma City, two matches, one point. Same with the switchbacks. I'm sure that they will catch back up to the rest of the league. They've had some tough matches there. I'm sure they will be back in the fold in no time. I have no doubt about that. Another match, San Antonio. This is a really big scoreline here. San Antonio 3, LA Galaxy 2, or Los Dos 0. So 3-0, 3-0 win for San Antonio, who have started their first two matches with six points. So Swope Park, Rio, or Swope Park, Sacramento Republic, Tulsa, now, San Antonio FC have all started the season in the West, six points. We'll see if those results continue to hold. St. Louis 3, Ottawa Fury 2. Big win there in St. Louis. St. Louisans were ecstatic in that one, no doubt. Reno 1, Whitecaps 2, 1. Well, anyway, it was a 1-1 draw. Reno and Vancouver Whitecaps 2 at home for Reno. And then, of course, we talked about this, or we will talk about this a little bit more. Sacramento Public 4, OCSC 0. 
and OCSC is a really good team. That's a big scoreline there for Sacramento. So a lot of uh, a lot of matches going on. We do have a couple of matches going on today, but we don't have scores for those since we're recording this podcast. Being uh, Seattle Sounders two and Portland two are playing each other today, and but again, we don't have a score line for that one since it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. And we'll kind of move over to MLS action on Saturday. Bastian Schweinsteiger, that is debut for Chicago Fire. Watched a little bit of that match. I was kind of in and out. Uh, that header, he scored the first goal of the match against the Montreal Impact. It will seem like it was 1-1 forever. That match just stayed 1-1 forever. And then right at the waiting, min- waiting minutes of the match, both teams were down two men. So uh, Victor Cabrera was got his second yellow for Montreal Impact on the 80th minute. Janino was had his second yellow in the 71st minute for Chicago Fire. Down two men, 10 men. Valo uh, Tabla, he had a goal in the 90th minute for Montreal Impact. And it was one of these defense, just a Swiss cheese defense for Chicago. They, they should have closed down, didn't let him wide open. And then... Uh, Solganak uh, with uh, Chicago Fire had a goal assist by Dax McCarty like a minute or two later. All stoppage time goals. Very exciting stuff. 2-2 draw in that result. And in a few other matches, NYCFC wins over the Earthquakes. Columbus Crew 2-0 over Orlando City. Orlando City started off hot and have kind of dropped a little bit. D.C. United 2, Philadelphia Union 1, team at struggling, Philadelphia Union. Minnesota United, wow, this was a big result. A lot of us were talking about this match on Saturday night. Minnesota United 4, Real Salt Lake 2. Mike Petke, again, like I mentioned earlier, getting his debut for uh, Real Salt Lake. Not a good debut, losing to a team that a lot of people have been beating up pretty good this year. Houston Dynamo 4-1 over the Red Bulls. Wow, Houston Dynamo, I'm telling you. Um, Wilmer Cabrera, that dude knows how to coach, right? Uh, 4-1 there. Torres with a brace with uh, – or actually had a had a hattie for Houston Dynamo. And Vancouver Whitecaps 4 and LA Galaxy 2. Well, LA Galaxy 2, not LA Galaxy 2. LA Galaxy struggling, struggling. It's not where you expected to see them. Uh and then uh, just uh, there was a Seattle Sounders and Atlanta United was a nil-nil draw on Friday. Toronto FC at home playing Sporting Kansas City to another nil-nil draw. So if you watched both games Friday like I did, you didn't get to see a single goal. Yeah, a little bit disappointing because I love goals. Chicks dig goals, right? Come on, see some goals. All right, and that is all the MLS action, and we'll just briefly talk there's not much to talk about with the NASL. There's just not a lot of teams, not a lot, not a lot to discuss. Uh, Indy 11-3, Puerto Rico FC 3. That match was really interesting because Indy 11 went up 2-0 within, in 10 minutes, and then Puerto Rico FC scored three goals uh, in 
by the 56 minute. So they were had the lead in the 56 minute, three two, and then Justin Braun with Indy 11 with the goal in the 75th minute for a 3-3 draw. Pretty exciting game. Uh, I think if you're an Indy 11 fan, you've got to be a little disappointed since should have won that match, right? Go up 2-0, 10th minute, surely can hang on, but it wasn't the case. Uh, this was a pretty big upset, I think. New York Cosmos at home losing to Miami FC 3-0. 3-0. Miami FC looks to be a, a contender there in the NASL. Any other match that has not um, gone final because it's on a Sunday is Jacksonville Armada hosting FC Edmonton. So there is your NASL, USL, MLS update for this week. Hopefully that provided some insight for you what's going on in the soccer world in the United States. All right, and now we'll talk about USL's next week's matches here in the West. Uh, On Thursday, Monarchs host Reno. uh, Two teams, Real Monarch, let's see if they can keep that momentum going against Reno. And then on Friday, uh, we have San Antonio FC hosting Colorado Springs switchbacks. So one team needs a result is Colorado Springs. See if they can get one there in San Antonio, which will not be an easy task. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps 2 hosting Seattle Sounders 2 on Saturday. Uh, Let's see, just thumbing through here. Um, Tampa Bay Rowdies are hosting Ottawa Fury. Oklahoma City Energy hosting Rio Grande Valley FC. So it seems like uh, Rio Grande, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Colorado Springs have all been kind of just playing each other this past few weeks. So we'll see if there's a uh, Oklahoma City Energy can get the result at home. Uh, Tulsa Roughnecks, obviously... Big match with Sacramento Republic, and we'll preview that with uh, Josh Beeman here in just a minute. And then we have uh, St. Louis. looks like they're hosting the Red Bulls uh, 2. Portland Timbers 2 hosting Orange County SC. See if Orange County can get the bounce back there in that match. And then Phoenix Rising hosting LA Galaxy 2. And that will round up that week's of action for week three of the USL season. So now, like I said, Josh Beeman, he's going to come on now and talk a little bit of Sacramento Republic. Can't believe two undefeated teams, right? That is just great stuff. Great stuff if you are a soccer fan. I don't care if you even root for Roughnecks or not, don't like the Roughnecks, but if you're a fan of soccer, you live 30, 45 minutes away from One Oak Field and you're a fan of soccer, I think weather permitting, and if you can get family situation going, you got to come out and watch that match. That's going to be a great match. Just want to put that out there. But anyway, Josh Beeman, here he is. Let's talk about it. All right, folks, I have a special guest today. Uh, he runs the Beeman's Republic podcast, Indomitable City Soccer, as well as the USL show. And I think in his free time, he watches a little bit of soccer too. But uh, <laughs> this is uh, Josh Beeman here. Josh, how's it going today, man? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing today? Uh, doing doing great. Uh, six points, two games. Pretty hard to believe uh, on this side of the hill, so to speak. But you guys are kind of in a similar situation. Six points, two games, uh, and one match last night uh, that really didn't even seem to be close at all. Uh, talk a little bit about that match and, and how uh, the Republic looked last night. 
Well, I mean, uh, like you said, both of our teams, uh, Tulsa and Sacramento, are kind of in the same spot. But Mm -hmm. Republic had an amazing game last night. I mean, it was was against Orange County SC, no longer the Blues. But Mm -hmm. uh, the Blues actually made made this a whole lot about it being a rematch of last year's playoff encounter that they won. And they were all Mm -hmm. building it up. How like, we're going to beat them again and (laughs) da-da-da-da-da. That's not quite how it happened. Nope. Uh, Republic ended up winning 4-0, mm-hmm. which is just ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if Republic scored – well, if, if Republic had that exact scoreline at all last season, 4-0. Mm-hmm. But this was uh, – basically, it's, it seemed like it was Paul Buckle's vision, I guess, for the team coming to fruition because it was all guys that have been – that that were either brought in early or brought in uh, brought in this year or brought in late last year. Right. I mean, Sammy Ochoa, who you guys are familiar with, oh, had yeah. a brace had a brace for us. Uh, Wilson Neshaw, who was brought in late last year, got an assist and a goal. Um, and Tyler Blackwood, who we got from um, from Phoenix, mm-hmm. it, he got an assist. And then uh, two other guys, Harry Williams, and Daniel Trickett Smith, other guys that Paul Buckle really is pretty high on they were they all combined to uh score all those four goals so i mean really it was a it was a really dominant performance from the republic in that game Mm -hmm. Uh, most people are just generally kind of excited about it Mm -hmm. other people that are a little bit i don't want to go ahead and say silly but let's just go ahead and say overly optimistic say (laughs) like we're gonna go this season undefeated oh right four zero win we're we're doing it this time (laughs) which i mean no but (laughs) <laughs> oh, don't don't burst there, Bubble. We've got the same folks over here in Tulsa too, but <laughs> uh, true. but yeah. So obviously uh, Sacramento being a, a favorite this year, and in fact, I have them on my fantasy draft. Uh, is is where I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So Sacramento obviously setting in the in the front door here and the in the top of the table, and not surprised to nobody. What's something that that's happened? I mean, obviously you had the addition of Sammy Ochoa, and and like you said, we're very familiar with his uh, nose for goal here, uh, and Tyler Blackwood. How about some of the guys on defense that have? I know one of the issues you thought going into the season was you guys would be pretty thin at center back, but it seems like defense has been pretty locked down this year so far for Sacramento. It has, but um. It has weak moments as well. Like um, the opening game against Seattle Sounders two um, mm-hmm. was a two one win, and that was a come from behind win because uh, Sounders scored within like the first five minutes, I think. And mm-hmm. Republic looked really defensively shaky in those first fifteen minutes, which I mean isn't all that necessarily surprising because mm-hmm. in that game anyway they had Jeremy Hall, who is basically a career midfielder. Mm-hmm. starting at center back and then Julius James a guy who's been around a long time I wouldn't mm-hmm. really call him a starter at this level they were both starting mm-hmm. and I don't I think it was the first time playing together so that was a bit diff- that was a bit uh iffy sure and then it was kind of the same story that, uh with this game against Orange County maybe not you know they didn't concede a goal so not quite right. as bad but um, the two center backs were both people who had never played center back before, really. I mean, Jeremy mm-hmm. Hall was starting again. And then Emmerich Clemente, who's been on the Republic since it was started, mm-hmm. but as a right back, was playing center back. Okay. So it was it, it was a very kind of – basically, if you had told me that Jeremy Hall and Emmerich Clemente started and played the full 90 minutes at center back and mm-hmm. the Republic won 4-0, <laughs> if you told me that last year, I would not have believed you right. at all. Yeah. It was – 
but despite that, they're all they're both talented players, and it seems like it's come together well. But uh, yeah, defense was definitely an issue in the preseason because mm-hmm. at one point, and I think now Republic only has about two actual center backs signed under contract that okay. aren't injured, mm-hmm. and until the day before the season, there was only one. Right. Chris yeah. Christian came back. It was signed the day before the season. So even though it's been going good so far, defense is still something that I'm not terribly comfortable with. Okay. So it's been a little bit of a uh, have goalkeeper playing there coming up, you know, making big plays. And speaking of uh, mm-hmm. Evan Newton uh, started for you guys uh, yeah. this last match. And we're somewhat familiar with him here in Tulsa as he played for the Oklahoma city energy. Is that mm-hmm. something that uh, Paul Buckle's looking to do is use these two uh, goalkeepers uh, or goal keeps uh, interchangeably or is it just maybe he Evan had a good week at practice and they they decided to go with the hot hand there I I honestly couldn't tell you I think sure. that um part of it is Buckle is really planning on using both of them throughout this season okay. because he used Dominic Jokovic last last week uh-huh. Evan Newton this week and the team's kind of fortunate in that way because Jankovic has been basically the the backup goalkeeper throughout his entire time at mm-hmm. Sacramento, mostly anyway, um, right. with times where he becomes a number one just for a little bit. But he's actually improved very much during his time here, and really there's not that big of a difference between what you get with Dominic Jankovic and what you get with Evan Newton. They're both very good. It's right. just – it's both – it's a little bit different what you get with one or the other. So. Right. I think really Buckles just kind of, like you said, go with the hot hand a little bit sure. and just kind of use them interchangeably depending on what he needs. Right. And it looked like uh, Band Sports still doing well there. Uh, 11,500 last night at Bonnie F- – or now it's Papa Murphy's Park, I guess, now. Yeah, it, it's been hard for me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's old habits die hard, right? Uh, yeah. And obviously the big push right now in Sacramento and maybe even a bigger story than the season this year is the fact that Sacramento obviously wants to go MLS route and we'll go ahead and talk about it. Uh, what what's, what's the temperature there as far as the fans? I know there's a little bit of a confusion between what ownership group was taking the lead on this MLS and uh, Sacramento bid, but do you think some of that's kind of quelled a little bit or is it uh you know it's kind of like oh that was yesterday's news and now we're just focused on the season now as far as sacramento fans are concerned i wouldn't say that it's that they're completely ignoring it and only focused on the season but Mm -hmm. i would say that definitely the uh the crisis and i'm using air quotes the crisis (laughs) there for those who Um, can't see this (laughs) yes podcasting is not a visual medium right but um that that crisis, if we're going to call it that, has kind of been over for a long time. It mm-hmm. was um, both both groups kind of recognized how quickly things were getting out of control and were quick mm-hmm. to try and put something forward. So, as it is, uh, the, the situation right now is that Kevin Nagel's group is going to be uh, heading. He's heading up the MLS bid, and that's how it's always been. He's the lead right. investor of the Republic now. Um, he's going to be a big player in the Republic MLS team if slash when it happens. Um, but the major, from, from what I understand from everything that I've read and everything I've heard, they haven't, uh, there isn't a 100% like exact agreement on what it is, although they right. are, they have agreed in principle that there will be no more trouble or anything like that. But from what I understand is the main sticking point is the 
is, is the value of the team in USL right. and basically how much Warren Smith is going to get for it. Because as we both know, USL has been growing since 2014 right. and the Republic is one of the higher, um, the higher, the, the most visible team, right, we could right. say. one of the most visible teams. And you know, that valuation has just kept going up and up and up. So I think it's really, they just are going to hash out what the team is worth now. Mm-hmm. And that's the main sticking point, but really they are united going forward okay. and the teams and the fans recognize that. So there is, um, there, there was a big social media thing. It's hashtag no Republic, no party basically where <laughs> it's just a, it, it's a, the fans reiterating to the owners that we want to go to MLS, but we mm-hmm. want it to be this particular team because sure. if this team is not going then we're not going to support it. It's right. basically what it is. So wow, and that's that's huge because there's yeah. like I said, almost twelve thousand showing up. You expect that those same folks will be the ones who show up for the MLS team. So yeah, you yeah. got to have all those then folks on board. Yeah, oh, oh I, no question. So yeah. you've got to have that those group that group on board because you're right. It can turn against you just as quick as it can go for you, and and supporters are can be a little bit. You know, very particular and 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 I'd say almost territorial about the teams that they support. That hey, yeah. if it's not this team, then we don't care. And yeah. you see some of that in certain places. So that that's good that that's been sorted out. Even you know, I I don't have a dog in the fight, but you know, we we all respect and and certainly uh, can understand the frustrations from the Sacramento Republic fans if if that yeah. was to come to fruition. So good to see you there. Uh, and what, real quick, I just want to get your kind of take on this. Uh, obviously, D3 showed up, uh, was announced this week. I didn't know if you had any thoughts or any any insight to what that's going to look like, or is it it's just so early that it's just really hard to tell right now? Well, I don't have any insight on it. I don't have any in- insider information. Um, th- oh, those come guys on, man. Would be, you know, well, no, it's, <laughs> it's not kidding. me. If we're I talking know. about the people that I know, it'd be you know guys like Kyle Kepner, Chad Hollingsworth. Those yeah. are the guys that have the ear on the inside. But um, as far as what it is, I mean, it, it, it does make sense in a way. Sure. You, you could see how it kind of follows USL's master plan to – increase uh it's like standing in the u.s right. where basically they wanted to go to d2 but then they also want to expand more and they have the pdl right now sure. i i don't 100 know if pdl is going to be involved in it or if it's going to be something else but like right a new d3 would give usl even a bigger footprint in everything having to do with american soccer it'd give them a bigger footprint in player development which is a big part of what they want to do and right. i think part of the reason that the fans are so uh, excited about it because I've seen people excited about it anyway. It is basically since day one when the USL MLS partnership has uh, started with um, with LA Galaxy two and all the MLS two teams. Right, people have just been saying like, well, they should split up the two leagues and have all the MLS two teams go in the bottom league because I don't want my team playing these particular kinds of clubs, which I've always thought is a bit. I mean, I can understand where it's coming from, but it's right. a bit silly and sure. you know just making a wish just because you'd rather it be this way. Right. But I mean, this D3 could potentially be that solution and it could be a solution to, you know, your, your Wilmington Hammerheads and Harrisburg city Islanders and all those teams that maybe don't quite meet D2 where USL was going. Right. That's a place where they could still be involved and, uh, and kind of not be spending above their means, I guess, or where they want to be spending. Right. And there's also that, I think the thing that hangs up a lot of people uh, is that 
uh, $10 million threshold of you have to have this to be an investor to be considered Division Three, yeah. uh, which seems to be an arbitrary number that USSF put out there. But, you know, and I think that's kind of hanging up some of these, you know, a lot of people that are just like folks like you and me who have day jobs and say, hey, let's put a team together. It's like, okay, you may not have $10 million net income or net gross or whatever it is, they, the value of the owners or however they come up with that yeah. number. So I always feel like if that's going to hinder some of these teams that are out there that uh, that want to go that next level, but because of this USSF rule, they can't. So I'll be yeah. interested to see how that jump, you know, with a, the market value or whatever that $10 million value is, how they get that with these existing teams that are made up of mostly just regular people who own the team. So we'll mm-hmm. see. I, I think that'll be interesting to kind of, you know, we've been hearing a lot of teams that want to go professional, so... Again, we'll see, I guess, how that yeah, turns I mean, out. Ju- I mean, just off the top of my head, I think I've heard Kits at Pumas talk about it and FC Tucson and mm-hmm. Albuquerque and Fresno. And, like, that's just four off the top of my head and in sure. one particular corner of the United States. So sure. there's definitely teams that want to go. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. see who ends up going. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a big country. There's a lot of, a lot of good places to put a team, right? It, it, it's pretty big, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what do you what do you think of this particular matchup coming up on Saturday? Two undefeated teams. I, I know from Tulsa's perspective, we haven't seen a matchup like this since we've been a franchise where two teams that are undefeated coming into a match. Uh, unfortunately, it's been kind of on our end, and we haven't had undefeated teams. But yeah, <laughs> this I think this is this has to be the biggest match, at least as far as Tulsa is concerned. What how, how's the feeling on uh, in Sacramento or with the people you're talking to as far as this matchup coming up? Well, as far as the the game against Tulsa, I think that it really depends on how people how much people have been paying attention to what's been going on mm-hmm. in you know around the league because if they're not paying attention to what's going on around the league and they're just focused on Sacramento and like don't bother paying attention to anything else. They're probably thinking, oh, Tulsa Roughnecks, probably the exact same Tulsa Roughnecks as last (laughs) season. This should not be a problem at all. Right. Because, I mean, no offense, but it wasn't all that great of a year last year. Oh, yeah. But but I I think that the people that do actually pay attention, uh, like myself, are – um, I don't know what to expect out of this game, but Mm -hmm. I am intrigued and I'm I'm very excited about what's going to happen because, I mean – like you said, you guys are undefeated. You got you got two wins. Uh, it seems like things are going a lot better for you guys there. And I mean, really, we're we're all excited about this Republic team, but it's only two games into the season. Right. It, it seems like there's a really good thing going, but it's also a very small sample size. So I think right. this will be the first away game against a truly tough opponent because Seattle Sanders two is kind of hit or miss. They're good on some days, right. bad on other days. Yep. You never know what you're going to get with them. But I think against a team like Tulsa, it's really going to be an actual test. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of excited to see how Republic uh, stand up to that test, especially since I think starting with that game, they have like three games in two weeks. So this is going to be a pretty challenging time for them. Yeah, you guys turn yeah. around and play in Oklahoma City on is it Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday? It's it's like a pretty it's quick Tuesday. Wow. So it's a it's one of the it's the Oklahoma road trip for Sacramento coming up. Yeah. So that's yeah. a wow. And then who else do you have on that same uh and Swole Park Rangers. So really it's okay. like it's a Midwestern road trip. It's Tulsa, OKC, and then Swole Park Rangers. So they're probably not even getting to go home during that 
time period, I, I imagine. They're probably staying out maybe, here. Maybe not, but yeah. it, it would be a lot of flights, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's not cheap to get out to the Midwest. I can, I can ass- unfortunately, I can assure you of that. You're shaking Same. your head. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, uh, tell folks, uh, I know you're, you're involved. You've got your hands on a lot of different projects and, and, and with your website, Indomitable City. And, but tell folks uh, how they can reach you, how they can get a hold of you on, on Twitter, social media, and, and plug whatever uh, website and uh, uh, podcast you have going right now. Okay. Do we have like 30 minutes? I've got a lot. <laughs> Go for it, buddy. <laughs> right. So um, anybody who wants to, uh, to reach out to me on Twitter, you can find me at Josh underscore Beeman. Um, Indomitable City, Indomitable City Soccer is at Blurbs Indomita. Fun fact, the reason that we chose that is because when we were creating the blog before it went to SB Nation, we're like, Indomitable City Soccer, great name, it's going to be great. Now we need to make the Twitter account, and then we realized, uh uh-oh, Indomitable City Soccer does not fit as Uh a thing. So we're like, okay, (laughs) we're just going to make it this other thing. Uh, I like it, though. Um, You can also also listen to me on uh, my Sacramento Republic Related podcast, Beeman's Republic. Don't know why you Tulsa Roughnecks fans would listen to it, but <laughs> hey, if you do, I would appreciate it. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be interested to see how many folks listen to a lot of the other uh, podcasts around here. It's, it's it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, the the one that you guys would probably be most interested in would be the USL show. Um, the only, uh, well, well, I wouldn't say the only, but one of the only podcasts that specifically is not about one team, but just right. about a whole bunch of teams. Um. Come listen to it if you want to hear Brendan Doherty talk crap about uh, Louisville and other teams. <laughs> that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's always a big selling point is hear Brendan insult other people. But, um, yeah, so thanks very much for having me on. It was a great time. All right. Hey, Josh. Yeah, thank you so much. And I guess uh, we'll be we'll be probably texting each other during the game here uh, up up on Saturday. Uh, I know we're all looking forward to it and and uh, and also uh, enjoy listening to your podcasts, plural, and uh, <laughs> checking out Indomitable City Soccer. Um, I know a lot of folks go there for not only just for uh, Sacramento information, but you got Jesse Easton wrote an article for Tulsa Roughnecks. So there's obviously you guys cover quite we- a bit there. Yeah, well, we like to think of ourselves, since we are the first USL uh, team-specific blog to be mm-hmm. promoted to SB Nation, we like to think that we're tr- we, we're bringing Sacramento Republic to SB Nation, but we're also trying to bring USL as a whole kind of through the back door sure. without them noticing. <laughs> um, I mean, be, be, and because of us, they, they've had things like, uh, you know, just like they do MLS season previews, they've done USL season previews, which uh-huh. Jesse wrote uh, one for us. So, you know, we're just trying to elevate the coverage of the league as a whole as the league is in, as is rising itself, sure. to use the branding. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, Josh, we do appreciate your yeoman's work out there. I know it's, it's, <laughs> I know you don't have much free time because you've put a lot of time into this. So we all appreciate it. And, and again, thank you so much for taking time to come on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You got it. All right. And thanks again, Josh. And if you folks haven't uh, had a chance to get to listen to his podcast or – uh, go to to the um, Indomitable City Soccer. They have so much information there on the USL, uh, doing some good work there, those guys are. Uh, that's going to wrap it up this week. Uh, special thanks Brian Byers, Josh Beeman coming on, Michael Mitchell uh, for helping me out on the back end here with the podcast. Uh, special thanks to Beer Garden Wine and Spirits and special, special, special thanks for those who are retweeting 
the podcast. Uh, if you get a retweet, you retweet my link this week, you're going to get another opportunity to be on the podcast. That is exciting stuff. So y'all need to do that. Uh, Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm. You can find the podcast there. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. You will have my podcast waiting for you to listen to once it's ready and uploaded. Thank you so much, everyone. Y'all be good to each other. God bless. Take care.